Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This episode of the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by TakeLine. Sports, culture, takes, TakeLine has it all. TakeLine is a weekly podcast hosted by Emmy winner Jason Concepcion and former WNBA champ Renee Montgomery. That's a fast-paced exploration of the NBA and the world of sports and culture. Each week, Jason and Renee talk about the games, players, controversies, and issues that run both on and off the court. Follow now to hear Take Line every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> this episode of the Bears Talk Underground is also brought to you by the Locker Room app. Guys, it is an exciting brand new app that I just, I'm very privileged to be a part of. I have a live show on it, Club 34-7. Bears Talk Underground presents Club 34-7 every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Central, 8 o'clock Eastern, and the app itself locker room is a live audio only sports talk platform free to download and use uh you can talk to me other fans athletes insiders in real time it's perfect for watch parties debates post-game breakdowns and reacting to breaking news uh and so so much more you know and, and the live uh, the 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 app is there so you can start or join ongoing conversations, watch games together, react to the biggest news, rumors, and games. Guys, this is something I plan on using uh, during the season, you know, to, to maybe do some watch parties. Maybe we'll try it out during the, during the preseason, uh, have some watch-alongs, have some, you guys come in and talk to me uh, while we're watching the games and all that kind of stuff. We can talk with other fans, insiders, uh, you know, join in on the conversation with me. All you need to do to get on the get in on the fun is download the Locker Room app free in the iOS App Store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join in uh, on the fun. Uh, you know, follow me, and you can be notified when my room goes live and it will be going live every Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Central, 8 o'clock Eastern. It's the Locker Room app. It's Club 34-7 on the Locker Room app every Wednesday at 8. Be sure and, and join in on the fun. You don't want to miss it. <laughs> hey, guys, just wanted to come in real quick before we step on over to the uh, to the Club 34-7 uh, from last night. Covered the 2021 NFL schedule release at, uh, at uh, well, uh, if, if for anyone who follows me on social media, BTU underscore Larry on uh, Twitter and Instagram, and also join the Facebook group, just search Bears Talk Underground, and you'll find us. Uh, I, I officially dubbed yesterday the uh, Worst Kept Secret Day. So happy Worst Kept Secret, everybody. It's, uh, you know, here, here it was, I think at the time I was posting, it was four in the afternoon uh, here, in, uh, here in Iowa, and I already knew about 11 of the Bears games uh, and the schedule wasn't supposed to be officially released for another three hours. So uh, it is from, I mean, from varying sources all over the place. I know Brad Biggs was getting in on it uh, from the Sun-Times and, and all that kind of stuff. You know, it, it really is the worst kept secret. I mean, I saw several posts yesterday before even the Bears, the Bears released the schedule at like 645. So even before it went on the air uh, on ESPN and NFL Network and all of that, uh, last night, the Bears officially released their schedule 
uh, and everything. So it's just like I saw several uh, posts before then uh, from people saying, here are all 17 of the Bears games, and it turned out they were all correct. So, uh, you know, like like I said, worst kept secret uh, I remember, and it wasn't too long ago, the schedule would come out on this day, and it would just be released to the public at noon. Uh, in the middle of the day, and you'd be able to check it out and and all that kind of stuff. But now the NFL has to uh, take advantage and and turn prime time into anything, or turn everything into a prime time event. And uh, so, the last few years, the schedule doesn't come out till seven p.m. when the rest of the world is acting like it came out at noon. You know what I mean? So um, anyway, had a great time on the show. Um, the, the people that were in the room weren't as talkative, uh, this time around. So it's pretty much just me, which is why I'm going to treat this as basically the official 2021 release, uh, schedule release, uh, show, uh, I hope you guys, uh, enjoy it. So without further ado, I'm going to step back and, uh, slide it on into, uh, club 34, seven, uh, every Wednesday night, guys, 7 PM central, eight o'clock Eastern. And trust me, I am leaning on my people at the network to find out, uh, when it is, there's going to be an Android version because as much fun as I've had with the people who are using, uh, who have iPhones and have been, you know, coming into the show and everything, I know for a fact that there are at least, at least three or five, three to five more people that'd be coming in, uh, each week if there was an Android version, uh, of this app. So, uh, I cross my fingers, even though I'm not an Android user myself, uh, I can't wait for, for that day to come so that, uh, you know, Everybody can join in as opposed to getting those uh, those tweets and, and uh, uh, messages saying, oh, I'd love to listen, but I can't. I don't have I don't have an iPhone or, you know, so on and so forth. So one day that those days will be gone and we can all be together in harmony on the locker room app together every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Central, 8 o'clock Eastern. So anyway, without further ado, it's the Bears Talk Underground presents Club 34-7 and the 2021 NFL schedule release for our beloved Chicago Bears. This is a locker room production. Okay, guys, so here we are once again. Club 34-7, welcome. And, uh, well, today's the big day. Uh, Usually it's something that happens before the draft, but the last few years it's become a post-draft May Event. So here we are. It's the the official schedule release for the NFL's 2021 schedule. Uh, the Bears officially released their schedule uh, about 15 minutes ago on the uh, Chicago Bears app. So we know the path for our beloved Chicago Bears in their 17 game schedule this season. It's uh, 18 weeks long, only one bye week, uh, and that bye week just so happens to be. Week number 10, which is, which is nice. I like that. Uh, right in the middle uh, of the season, it's not as deep into the year as it was this past year. Well, actually, I think it was, it was week 11 this past year, so not too much different. But, um, you know, nonetheless, here we are. It's a uh, 17-game schedule. The, the, extra, um, the extra game is actually another same-place game between uh, the, uh, the, the AFC. So uh, the Bears are playing the Raiders from the AFC West uh, this time. Ashton, how we doing, man? Um, good. 
I've been waiting for this all all day, waiting for these schedules to be released. You know. Well, you know, it's it's what I like to call um, not it's it's not just schedule release day. It is the worst kept secret in the world day because throughout the day, uh, from one source or another, you'll see various leaks. Like I, I've known that the Bears were were playing on Thanksgiving when I first woke up this morning. I saw a tweet that said the Bears are playing the Lions week 12 uh, in Detroit on Thanksgiving, so we're doing that again this year. 11 hours before the schedule comes out, I know the Bears are playing on Thanksgiving. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Thanksgiving. Uh, I knew what all their road games were before lunch today, so it's not the NFL. They used to release the schedule at like noon in the middle of the day, but now, of course, everything has to be a primetime event. And the uh, I guess the backdraw on that is that basically everybody knows everything before it's quote unquote oh, yeah, officially I, released. I knew the London games before noon. I knew the Christmas or I knew the um. Thanksgiving games before right. noon. I mean, we're playing in Thanksgiving. I mean, I, I know my team's schedule already. Bef- I, it came out at 7 o'clock. So yeah. That, that for me. But like you said, yeah, I mean, it is kind of a kept secret thing. But it, I can't wait. There's going to be some great matchups this year. Yeah, and I think what, what a lot of Bear fans um, were very interested in was that not only did they release the regular season schedule, but they also released the preseason schedule. And that's especially interesting to Bear fans because we know for a fact we're going to see Justin Fields play in the preseason. So those preseason matchups, we start week one in the preseason on August 14th, a Saturday at home against the Miami Dolphins. So there's the Justin Fields debut sometime on August 14th. I anticipate we'll see him take the field uh, for the Chicago Bears. And uh, I I imagine that if everything is open, as in there's no restrictions on capacity uh, for a stadium, the Bears might sell out that preseason game just because everybody's going to want to see that. So uh, I'm very interested to, to now get to August 14th so we can see Justin Fields in a Bear uniform play some quarterback for us so that should be uh that should be pretty interesting um so other preseason games a week later on saturday home against buffalo and uh, only three games in the preseason this year on the road at tennessee and then unlike in past seasons where everybody plays like on thursday uh to close out the preseason and then you have a week before you know the preseason starts the preseason ends uh, August 28th, doesn't start until 
Sunday, September 12th. So they've got basically like a two-week break between when the preseason ends and when the regular season starts. So I wonder how that's going to affect like cuts and everything this year. Because, you know, you would think that the final preseason game, that's, that's where your, your final cuts are going to be made. And, um, you know, but, but, you know, will, the, will those final cuts be made uh, during the uh, preseason uh, finale? Or, or will they, you know, use that extra time to, um, to, to, you know, to hang on to people? Will people live past the, that final preseason game? It's, it's, it's an interesting possibility, you know, that uh, when I, 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 that was one of the first things I noticed when I saw the schedule was that there is that big gap, that two-week gap between when the preseason ends and when the regular season uh, begins. I mean, I'm sure, like, the timetable will be similar because, uh, you know, maybe the, the week after will be when the final cuts take place. But, uh, you know, we'll have to wait and see how that's all going to factor up. I mean, maybe, the, maybe teams will make their final cuts after the preseason game and then use that extra week to – you know, make waiver claims and things like that from other guys that got cut to reshape their rosters. And then those players will have at least a week, if not more, to get acclimated to their new rosters before the regular season begins uh, two full weeks after the preseason ends. So very interesting uh, situation there. It's, um, I'm interested to see how that's going to unfold. I wonder how we're, how that's going to, uh, to turn out, but um so the regular season is interesting for the Bears. It is a home and away, or actually more accurately, away home situation every single week. So there will be no three-game home stands like we had last season. There won't be a three-game road trip or uh, even a back-to-back road trip thing. It's going to be away, home, away, home, away, home. That is the pattern throughout all 17 games for the Bears. They start on the road on national TV, Sunday night football at the LA Rams. I mean, that's a, uh, a big time matchup. I know that everybody, uh, you know, we, we bear fans fantasize that will be the Justin Fields regular season uh, debut. If not the very interesting aspect of it being the Bears kicking off the season against Matt Stafford, you know, which we did last year. Matt Stafford was a starting quarterback for the Lions last year. This year, he'll be the starting quarterback for the Los Angeles Rams uh, as they look to uh, repeat playoff seasons and, and uh, you know, defend the, the being the number one defense uh, in the NFL. They certainly handed it to the Bears last year on Monday Night Football. So we start on national TV, Sunday Night Football, something that always kind of makes me nervous when it comes to our beloved Chicago Bears national television games. Uh, we go week two at home, home openers against the Cincinnati Bengals. So, uh, interesting thing about our schedule. We play the NFC West and the AFC North. What's interesting about that is that the Bears swept both of those divisions the last time they were on the schedule. The last time the Bears played the AFC North was in 2017 when they went a whopping 5-11. and 11. They went... 4-0 and against the AFC North. They beat the Steelers, the Browns, the Bengals, and the uh, the Steelers, the Browns, the Bengals. God damn it. The Steelers, the Browns, the Bengals, 
Who is the fourth team? The Ravens. The Ravens. They beat the Ravens. Beat all four of those teams and then went 1-11 and against everybody else. So, you know, we had our four AFC games. We went undefeated. We went 1-11 and against the NFC. That lone victory was the famous Eddie Jackson game against the Carolina Panthers where our offense generated an, an, a whopping three points in a lone field goal drive. And Eddie Jackson was the difference in that game because the defense held Cam Newton and company to a field goal. And Eddie Jackson's fumble recovery and pick six were the difference in that ball game. The Bears winning that one 17 uh, to three. So very, uh, God, that was a tough year to get through. But we were the AFC North champions in 2017 sweeping all four teams. And the last time that the NFC West was on our schedule was in 2018, year one of the Matt Nagy era. We beat the Seattle Seahawks week number two. We beat the Arizona Cardinals week number three. Fast forward to like, I think, week 14 or something like that. That big Sunday night football matchup against the LA Rams where the Bears basically asserted themselves as a force in the NFC. And then I think a week or two later on the road at San Francisco, beating the 49ers so the last two times that these teams were on these uh, these divisions were on our schedule the Bears swept them both now the likelihood of that happening again not good not good at all because those divisions have improved dramatically since the last time they were on our schedule last year the 49ers were a victim of the injury bug like massively uh, I think it was like week two against the uh, the Jets last year. They they lost like six guys. They just got massacred. They lost Garoppolo, um, not Nick Bosa, not Joey. Joey plays for the Chargers. Nick Bosa goes down with an ACL injury. I mean, it's just one domino after another falls for the 49ers. They're ravaged by injuries as they were trying to defend their NFC championship. But – They've got all those people coming back. They got a new quarterback in Trey Lance. They're excited about they're in a good position to reclaim this division. They also have the Seahawks in that division. Who did they win? They did win the division last year. And, uh, you know, were ousted early in the playoffs by the Rams, who also made the playoffs last year. And, of course, everybody remembers the saga at the end of the season where – uh the uh, Arizona Cardinals were on the cusp of making the playoffs. Couldn't quite get there, so the Bears took their place. So they had two teams make the division or make the playoffs, a third that probably should have, and a fourth that's as talented as any team in the league but was massacred by injuries this year, all coming back this season. And then on the AF- AFC North side, three teams did make the playoffs last year. The Steelers won the division. The Browns and Ravens both made the playoffs, the lone exception being the Cincinnati Bengals, who right now look to be the easiest out of those eight teams right now. And they have Joe Burrow coming back from his injury. Uh, They drafted some help on the offensive line. Jamar Chase being their top pick, reuniting him with his uh, college quarterback, and they lit things up, uh, especially in in that playoff run at the end of the 2019 uh, season. So who knows what could happen there? So uh, it's not going to be an easy sweep this time around uh, for the Bears. But um, let me tell you this, though. 
against that AFC North division, if and when we lose our first game, it will be the first time we've lost a game to an AFC North team since like 2009. Because we swept him in 2013 as well when Mark Trestman was coach. And then as I just explained a moment ago, we uh, swept him in 2017 uh, as well. So we've had some pretty good luck uh, against the AFC North the last two times around. I'm hoping that we can continue that this year. But like I said, that division has improved uh, quite a bit because those bottom teams have worked their way up to the up to the top. The Ravens are a solid team. Um, you know, the Bengals are – they're still the Bengals, but they got a lot of interesting talent on that team. And then, of course, the Steelers are the Steelers and, uh, and everything. So it's going it, – I don't, I don't foresee another four-game sweep of the AFC North uh, this time around. But um, speaking of AFC North, after week two at home against the Bengals, we go on the road to Cleveland and take on the Browns. Come back home the following week. First NFC, first NFC North game of the season. The Detroit Lions come to town. That's Sunday, October 3rd. And uh, unless you hear me mention different, all these games are at noon on Sunday, which, of course, anybody who's listened to the show knows I'm a huge fan of noon Sunday games. I don't like it when the Bears play the late game. I, you know, I just I hate waiting for it, to be honest with you. I hate waiting for it. Speaking of which, after we get done kicking the shit out of Detroit on Sunday, October 3rd, we go on the road to Las Vegas. There's our, our AFC same place opponent to play the Raiders at the three o'clock game uh, in Vegas. So, uh, you know, Bear fans will descend on Las Vegas. I'm already seeing tweets and things like that on Facebook uh, with people uh, talking about who's going. I'll be there. It's, you know, now we finally know when that game is taking place. October 10th in Vegas, that's when that's going to happen. Um, then we come back home for our first matchup with Green Bay, uh, the 17th. So, again, another noon game for the Bears against uh, maybe Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Could it be Jordan Love? Hell, could it be Blake Bortles? The Packers signed Blake Bortles today. So, I guess they're just kind of uh, kind of a little CYA action on there, covering your ass on uh, whatever happens. They got somebody to either start ahead of Jordan Love or somebody, uh, you know, somebody with some experience to back him up if he ends up being uh, the starter. So that's what week number seven. One, two, three, four, five, six. Week six is Green Bay. Week seven, we're on the road at Tampa Bay, taking on the defending champs. Probably uh, looking for some revenge from that Thursday night football loss to the Bears in week five last year. Unfortunately, that's another three three o'clock game. So blah. To that Halloween, we are at home against the San Francisco 49ers. Very interesting. The 49ers are definitely an intriguing team because, you know, what are they going to do with their quarterback situation? Can they live up to the potential? Because everybody thought this was a team that could easily go back to the, to the Super Bowl uh, in 2020. And like I said, ravaged by the injury. I mean, it really did decimate the team. So now that everybody's coming back healthy, can they relive or rekindle that magic that they had in 2019 where they went 13-3, and three, blew right through the NFC playoffs, uh, only to fall sh- like literally one quarter away from winning the Super Bowl before uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs worked their magic to, uh, to take over that football game and win it in Super Bowl 54. So um, 
you know, plus we'll be eight weeks in. We should definitely know who the 49ers are at that point. That question should pretty much be answered by the time the 49ers come to town uh, on Halloween. But it's, it's an interesting matchup. And then before our week 10 bye, we go on the road week number nine, Monday night football at the Pittsburgh Steelers. So what a way to close out the top half of the schedule. Uh, week number 10. So we got nine games in the bag before our bye week uh, this year. And like I said, the Bears have beaten the, the Steelers. The Bears have had actually tremendous luck against the Steelers because I think we haven't lost to the Steelers. Now, granted, we only play them once every four years, but we haven't lost to the Steelers since 2005. That's when the Bears went into – Pittsburgh won the Super Bowl in 2005, by the way. The Bears went go to, go to Pittsburgh and Heinz Field and, and lose a tough one. It actually snapped the Bears' eight-game winning streak during that season. Um, you know, we had just won a – I think that's the well, – we beat Carolina like 13-3 to three to make it eight in a row. They started that year one and three and then won eight games in the middle of that season before losing to the, uh, to the Steelers there. Uh, one famous clip of uh, Jerome Bennis literally running uh, Brian Urlacher over at the goal line. Urlacher was too high. He let Bennis get underneath him, plowed him right over as uh, the bus runs into the end zone for a touchdown. Um, but uh, not a good day for Bear fans. I mean, it had to end at some point, but, you know, you don't want to end like that. They lost that game 21-9. to nine. But, uh, but then 2009, week number two, it was the home opener for Jay Cutler. It was his first game as starting quarterback in Chicago for the Bears, and he led a comeback against the defending world champions because the Steelers won the Super Bowl again in 2008. Week number two, at home. The home opener, the debut of Jay Cutler in Soldier Field, he leads a late comeback for that team to beat the defending world champs in Soldier Field. Fast forward four years later, we're at Heinz Field against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Sunday night football, the Bears come out on top uh, on that one. Two things I remember about that game. One, that's the game we lost Henry Melton. uh, Blew out his ACL in that football game. A very unfortunate turn. For him, he was on the franchise tag that year, so that that injury ended his career in Chicago. I think he went off to Dallas, but he never kind of recaptured that magic that he had in Chicago. He wasn't really the same player after that. I don't know if that was if that if the injury had anything uh, to do with that, or if it just you know if his luck ran out or, or whatever the case was. But um, we lost Henry Melton, and that was like week three, so we lost Henry Melton early uh, in the season. And uh, defense kind of fell apart after that. But um, the other thing was Jay makes this this crazy throw into the corner of the end zone. And Earl Bennett makes this unbelievable catch. You see him catch the ball, but it was one of those where he was so close to the sideline. It was initially marked incomplete. And it was thanks to the magic of replay. You go in and you see Bennett actually catches the ball, got both feet in. So it counted as a touchdown. You know, it was, it was, it was marked up like live. It was just, oh, it's a, you know, incomplete pass. He didn't, he didn't get his feet down. The Bears challenged it, and sure enough, Bennett got both of his feet in. Cutler threaded the needle. Um, you know, just a, an amazing play, actually. The Bears won that game huge, capped off by a uh, – I don't remember if it was a fumble recovery or if it was like a, a pick-six type play by Julius Peppers scored a touchdown. We actually rolled the Steelers 
in that game. And then the last meeting being in 2017 in Chicago. And I think it was week three, the Bears were already 0-2. There was no way we're supposed to beat the Steelers. But uh, for one reason or another, they could not stop us on the ground. Jordan Howard ran like a beast. Uh, uh, Tariq Cohen, who is uh, very early in his Bear career, that was his rookie season, uh, making a lot of really great plays. Hell, we, we take it to overtime, and we thought Tariq Cohen won the game for us, but they say that he stepped out of bounds. I look at that play, I still see some green between his foot and the sideline, but, uh, you know, what are you going to do? They ruled it against us, and like two plays later, Jordan Howard runs it in for a touchdown to win the game, beat the Steelers for the third matchup in a row. Um, I think, like, I remember a stat going into that game. The Bears are something like 10-1, and 11-1 or something like that against the Steelers, like all time. The Steelers just have no luck against the Bears. But uh, we'll see if that runs out this year on Monday Night Football week number nine. So, like I said, week number 10, we got the bye week. Week number 11, home for the Ravens. Be a very interesting matchup. Lamar Jackson, um, his first uh, time playing the Bears since his rookie debut. The Bears and the Ravens played the uh, Hall of Fame game uh, when uh, Jackson got drafted back in 2018 when he was just a backup, played against a bunch of third stringers, fourth stringers, and whatnot. But uh, he's out there for real. He's an MVP. He's led the team to a couple of Super Bowl, or excuse me, playoff appearances. And, uh, you know, he might have a big fat contract signed by then or an extension uh, signed by then. And, uh, you know, the Ravens, uh, the Ravens have always done well as far as their personnel is concerned. I've, I've raved for years on the genius of Ozzie Newsom when he was their general manager, how that guy could just sit there and do nothing and just wait, you know, not trade up, not trade back. He would sit and wait, work, work with the picks that he got and somehow always got the best possible player to fall in his lap just about every single time. And then that kid comes out uh, to be a star for them, whether it was for one season or 10 seasons, Ozzie Newsom always got his guy. So I've always had great respect for that team and their front office and, uh, and what they do. They always seem to replenish. The Ravens are not bad for a long period of time. They always seem to rebound uh, rather quickly. So Made the playoffs last year again. Um, it's getting over the hump and getting into the Super Bowl. That's the problem uh, for the Ravens. So 14-2 and two in, in 2019 and get beat in the divisional round. You know, after the bye week, the Titans come into town and, and pretty much just roll them. You know, the Derrick Henry and, and, and everybody out there just doing, just running over uh, the Ravens. The Ravens had no answer uh, for the Titans in that one. So... It was uh, that was an interesting football game. So, quick turnaround for the Bears after the uh, the home game against the Ravens. That's Sunday, December. Or excuse me, November twenty first. We're playing on Thanksgiving again, guys. The early game that uh, that awesome eleven thirty uh, uh, start time for the Bears on Thanksgiving Day. We're at Detroit uh, once again. You know, I guess it's just tradition now. You know, we know it's tradition for the Lions to be playing at home. This is the third time in four years the Bears are playing at Detroit on Thanksgiving Day, last year being the break in that trend when the Bears played open the season on the road week one uh, at Detroit last year. And, and we all know how that game went. That was a, that was a crazy game. But um, 
you know, playing on Thanksgiving again. So we got that, uh, that quick turnaround, but thanks to the bye week, it's not, it's not three games in 11 days. It's, uh, you know, two games in four days. <laughs> Maybe that sounds worse, but, uh, anyway, then the bears get that, 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 uh, mini bye week, if you will. Uh, they got a 10 day break from, uh, being on the road at Detroit. We get that little mini buy in there come home and play the Arizona Cardinals. Very much looking forward to that matchup. Our first up-close look at Kyler Murray uh, as the quarterback, DeAndre Hopkins. A uh, lot of interesting uh, talent on that football team. I'm, like, the, the, whole, the whole NFC West actually fascinates me tremendously because of the potential of that league or of that division. Because with the seventh playoff spot now, it is a, a possibility to send an entire division to the playoffs now. You know, that something like that hasn't happened since like the, that I can think of off the top of my head since the mid-90s when the Bears or the NFC Central, as it was called at the time, uh, had a five-team division and sent four teams to the playoffs that year. You know, they still only had six teams make the playoffs. So the winner of the NFC East, the winner of the NFC West and the top four finishers in the NFC Central, the Bears, the Vikings, the Lions and the Packers. I don't remember what the what the order was. I'm pretty sure Green Bay won the division that year. But the Bears, the Vikings, the Packers and the Lions all made the playoffs. So it was like everybody in the division except for Tampa Bay made the playoffs and the Cowboys and the 49ers, I believe, were the other teams. Uh, in that uh, in the playoffs there but uh, but now with the way that it's set I mean that hasn't happened since the realignment back in 2002 because you have four division winners now so they're all automatically in so only had room for two uh, playoff teams in a division so the most you could send uh, or excuse me in a conference the most you could send from a division was three but now with the potential with the seventh playoff spot you could send an entire division to the playoffs i'm sure we'll see it happen uh at some point and this year actually i think would be a good candidate for the entire nfc west to go to the playoffs not to the you know who knows what's going to happen in the nfc east i doubt everyone's going to be just god awful six and ten being the division winner again this year i don't see that happening i just don't but you know in the nfc north who knows what's going to happen in Green Bay? If, if Rodgers doesn't come back, that's going to change everything. I mean, even mentally, it's going to change things in that division. Uh, you know, like I said, the NFC West is is booming. The AFC South with Drew Brees gone, uh, they can they repeat as division winners? And Brady and, and company can they repeat the magic they had a year ago uh, in 2020, making the playoffs, winning the Super Bowl, and so on? You got the Falcons. Can they reemerge? With, uh, with Matt Ryan, their new head coach, the new offense, uh, Kyle Pitts, that brand-new weapon they're going to have to go along with Julio Jones and uh, um, R- Calvin Ridley, not Riley. That's our guy. Uh, Calvin Ridley uh, and whatnot. A lot of interesting scenarios, but uh, you know, if, if you had to bet on it, that would be the division that I would bet on sending everybody to the playoffs. The NFC West is definitely – talented enough to do it so i mean they almost sent three teams to the playoffs last year 
because Arizona couldn't quite hold on to that seventh spot. And unfortunately, we got that so that we could be embarrassed on national TV by the New Orleans Saints. But, you know, it was, uh, you know, we made the playoffs. Big deal. But, uh, you know, the, the, it, was, it almost went to the, to the Cardinals. They, they lost it late in the, in the season. So we'll see if they can uh, build on what they did last year and uh, see if the uh, NFC West could potentially send the entire division to the playoffs uh, this time around. So that is week number 13. This episode of the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by Bet Online. This week has tons of sports action as the MLB, NBA, NHL are in full swing. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch is thrown, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sports news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get in on the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. <laughs> this episode of the Bears Talk Underground is also brought to you by Kansas City Stakes. You work hard and play hard, so treat yourself and stock up for the summer barbecues with Kansas City Steak Company. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with the code SD at checkout. From classic steak cuts to USDA Prime to American-style Kobe, hard-to-find specialty cuts, and more, Kansas City Steaks has everything you need to fire up the grill. They make it so easy. Each order from Kansas City Steaks is flash frozen and delivered directly to your home. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Imagine relaxing in the backyard with family while enjoying steakhouse quality meals from Kansas City Steaks. Try their butter tender filet mignon. That does sound good. Kansas City strips, juicy steak burgers, all beef jumbo hot dogs, and even complete meal combos. Bring the steakhouse to your house this summer with Kansas City Steaks. Go to KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with the code SD at checkout. That's KansasCitySteaks.com, code SD, KansasCitySteaks.com. Week 14, the Bears on the road. Sunday night football at Green Bay. So it just wouldn't be a trip to Green Bay if it didn't take place on national television, apparently. Because whether it's Monday night football, whether it's Thursday night football, Sunday night football, it's always under the lights and it's on national TV. I can't remember the last time the Bears played at noon in Green Bay. Actually, yes, I can. It was 2019. (laughs) Because the Bears started the year on national TV against Green Bay on Thursday night. You know, we opened the 100th season of the NFL. And then like week 14, we played Green Bay. So I take it back. I can remember. But prior to that, <laughs> when was the last time the Bears played Green Bay at noon on, uh, on a Sunday? In Lambeau. That just, it's, it's, all, it's, all, it's all Thursday night, Sunday night, you know, Monday nights. It's, it's national TV, Bears and Packers in Lambeau every single time. So that will happen, Sunday Night Football. Then another national TV game, our first matchup of the year, week number 15 at home against the Minnesota Vikings. Hopefully we'll have a better showing on Monday night against the Vikings than we did last year. Oof, that was the game where Nick Foles got hurt. 
that was the game where the Bears had like 105 yards of offense going into the final drive of the fourth quarter. Uh, that was the, the game where our only offensive output was the opening kickoff of the second half when Cordell Patterson ran a kickback for a touchdown. That was the game we couldn't get out of our own way and our offensive lines easily the worst performance from them uh, all season long. And you can ask Nick Foles how that one went. So, yeah, hoping that we can at least be respectable this time around and, and not be just absolutely ashamed and embarrassed by their performance uh, and after this football game. So that late in the season, who knows? And then another late game for the Bears at on the road, actually, at Seattle the day after Christmas, December 26th, 3 o'clock game at the Seahawks. Then we wrap up the season two games in January this time, thanks to the extra, extra the game. Our home, um, home season finale is against the Giants, which is funny because we started our home schedule against the Giants last year. Week number 17 at home against the Giants. And then I don't know where we at with this fifth time in seven years, sixth time in eighth year, something like that. We close out the year on the road at Minnesota. So for all the uh, for all the trouble that they've gone through, adding the extra game and everything, and I know that, that Roger Goodell prefers that every Week 17 matchup, or I guess in this case now Week 18 season finale, every season finale or regular season finale game is a division game. Once again, the Bears are playing the Vikings. Not the Packers or the Lions, but the Vikings. And they're playing in Minnesota. So, yeah. So they get no points for originality on that one. That is literally, I think, the fifth time in seven years or the sixth time in eight years. It's something like that, that the Bears and the Vikings finish the season in Minnesota. So there you have it, guys. Home and away is the pattern throughout the entire schedule. I think the Bears had something like that in 2013, uh, where it's home away, home away, home away all season uh, long. You know, I don't know how that affects players or, you know, maybe they do like the change of pace and you know, instead of like the long home stands and, uh, and things like that. But, um, you know, I don't, I've never heard of any like, you know, pattern, um, as far as like, you know, teams that have three game road streaks tend to play a little bit better or uh, things like that. I've, I've never heard that. I mean, there was a it was either 2019 or 2018. The Packers had a stretch of their schedule where they weren't home. For like six weeks or something like that, because I think they they were like they were playing. They had like three road games and then they had a bye week and it was something crazy where they didn't play a home game for like, you know, 37 days or something crazy uh, like that. And that's just the way that the schedule fell. And it was like later in like the, the third quarter uh, of the season that they, uh, that they had to do that. I think it was like, you know, October. Actually, I think it was in the second quarter. It was like they, they, they play their last home game like the second week in October and they didn't come back home again until like before Thanksgiving or something crazy uh, like that. But the Bears don't have to. 
worry about anything like that. As a matter of fact, I'm watching ESPN and I'm looking at Green Bay's schedule now, and this is a team that's got they, – they play four road games in five weeks, from week five to week nine. They're at Cincy, at Chicago, home for the Redskins, at the Cardinals, at the Chiefs before they finally get to come back home again against the Seahawks week number 10. So that's kind of like what I'm talking about right there. The first nine weeks of the season, they're on the road six times. So they only play three home games in the first nine weeks, and that's Green Bay schedule that I'm looking at. So, of course, lots of Lambeau advantage from week 10 to week 18. They've only got three road games in those last nine weeks. So, yeah, they uh, the NFL – they, you know, don't tell me that they can't schedule these kind of things, that they can't fix the schedule in one way or another, because I'm sure Packer fans and Lion fans are sick of playing each other the last week of the season. You know, it was a nice change of pace last year when the Bears played the Packers in the final regular season game. You know, it was in Chicago, you know, the whole nine yards. It was nice to see it not be the goddamn Vikings in Minnesota. Again, So I'm sure the Packer fans and Lyre fans feel the same way about, uh, you know, them always playing each other in that final regular season game. I mean, like I said, I'm just looking at the Green Bay schedule. It just happens to be up here on ESPN. They have three home games in the first nine weeks. And then in the last nine weeks of the season, they have a bye week, but they play six home games or five home games and only three on the road. So, yeah, so the, you know, don't tell me that the the NFL isn't trying to play up the fact that Green Bay will be home a lot more when the frozen tundra can actually be frozen. You know what I mean? Trying to give Green Bay some quote unquote advantage. So here's the schedule again. Week number 10, home for the Seahawks at Minnesota, home for the Rams by week, week 13. So a real late bye week for them. Home for the Bears on Sunday night at the Ravens, home for the Browns, home for the Vikings at the Lions to close out the year. So the last eight games of the season, five home games, three road games, and a bye week. So, yeah, the NFL can schedule it just about the way they want, so they're giving preference to Green Bay and possibly uh, Aaron Rodgers. So it looks like they have about six possible national TV games. That's including the they're playing on Christmas uh, this year. So... We'll see. They got three Sunday night games right now. And flex scheduling starts super early this year. Flex scheduling was usually that, like, reserved for, like, the last five weeks of the season, five, six weeks, something like that. I was seeing that I saw when I was looking at the Bears schedule, there's a little asterisk next to the Las Vegas game. And it said, eligible for flex scheduling. And you see in that little then I noticed you've seen that asterisk the, all the way down for the rest of the games on the schedule. So flex scheduling can start as early as week five this year. That's when the Bears play the Raiders is week five uh, in Vegas, which I'm sure will be a popular travel game for the Bears this year because uh, I believe Nevada is wide open. So the tourists will definitely be welcome for that one. But, um, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's kind of crazy that that's when – they're uh, when the flex scheduling can begin and here they are now they're showing the bears right now, two Monday night games this year, two Sunday night games and Thanksgiving. And then, like I said, that potential for some kind of flex scheduling uh, as well 
starting in week number five at Oak at Oakland at Las at Las Vegas uh, for the Raiders. So, yeah, we start on Sunday Night Football: Rams home for the Bengals at the Browns, home for the Lions at the Raiders, home for Green Bay at Tampa Bay, home for San Fran at the Steelers before the bye week, week number ten, home for the Ravens at the Lions on Thanksgiving. Home for the Cardinals at Green Bay on Sunday night. Home for the Vikings on Monday night at Seattle. Home for the Giants in the season. Home uh, to close out our home schedule. And then for the 10th time in 11 years, just, you know, no creativity there at the end of the schedule at Minnesota to close out the year. I'm sure Chris Gates from the Daily Norseman and I will have another fun conversation about how we're closing the schedule against each other for the umpteenth time in umpteenth seasons uh, when the Bears and the Vikings close that one out. So, so yeah, there it is. It's all laid out for us. And, you know, for all of us uh, that are going to be watching the Justin Fields, that are going to be on Justin Fields' watch all season, looking at this schedule, you know, it's like when would the Bears – I mean, now we have to keep in mind, Pace and Nagy are essentially playing for their jobs this year. And, you know, they're going to have to really work some magic with Fields, I think, in order to get another reprieve or, you know, or win, period. Um, But looking at the schedule, what are some possible destinations that we could see Justin Fields? I mean, let's go through the schedule here. Let's try to be pragmatic about this. We're on the road at the Rams to kick off the season. Weird things happen week one. We've seen it happen a million times. I mean, one of my favorite examples, the Chicago Bears open the season on Monday night at home against the defending world champion Dallas Cowboys and took the Cowboys to the woodshed. I mean, beat the brakes off the Cowboys in that game and didn't do a damn thing for the rest of the year. I mean, they literally saved it all for the Cowboys. They had nothing the rest of that season. I think it was the 96 season. Yeah, the 96 season. I mean, they they stomped the 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 the, the Cowboys. It was a domination, total domination. And I think we went like 5 and 11 or 6 and 10 in uh in 1996 it's like way to start the year and just kind of fizzle out in you know after that but um you you know you see it happen all the time i mean look at last year the jacksonville jaguars at home against the indianapolis colts they win week one Gardner Minshew leads the leads the jags to a win week one against the against the colts and then literally lose every single game after that. That's why they were sitting at number one on the draft board and have Trevor Lawrence on their team now because they were literally the worst team in football last year, losing 15 in a row at the end of the season to, uh, you know, they won week one and then didn't win another football game for the rest of the year. So, you know, it's football. Anything can happen. Who knows? what the Bears or the Rams may be capable of. You know, we always kind of look through this from the lens uh, of last season. You know, it makes sense to do that. But one year, 
can be so much different from the year before. Uh, I mean, just hell, look at 20, 2018 for the Bears versus 2019 for the Bears. Everybody was coming back. We, you know, we, we juiced the, the, the roster a little bit. I mean, we had such a solid roster at the end of 2018. The offseason of 2019 was more about depth and maintenance, you know, to the roster. There was no, no reason to overhaul any one position uh, or anything like that. So the Bears pretty much stood firm in 2019. We're wildly inconsistent on offense. The defense was getting beat up because our offense couldn't stay on the field. We go eight and eight, and we were lucky to do that. So one year does not mean that the next year is going to go a certain way. We see it happen all the time. And unfortunately, as is Bear fans, we've had to witness, we, you know, we've witnessed that ourselves. I mean, how excited were we all about 2019? You know, I mean, I, I was talking about it at the beginning of 2018, that how excited I was for the 2019 season. That's the year. That's the year that we do it. You know, it year number two in, in Nagy's offensive system. We had a lot of new players coming into the team in 2018. They're all going to be, you know, playing with each other and all that kind of stuff. And then we blew the doors off expectations. So, of course, we're going to be, you know, 12 and four. We can go 15 and one, dude. No problem. We're going to smash this schedule. And instead, we, we limp to 8-8 eight and eight, uh, at the end of the year. So, um, But anyway, my point is some crazy shit can happen week one. We've seen it happen all the time. But most likely, the Bears lose week one at the Rams. I don't like our chances. Um, also, has Matt Nagy won a week? Well, we did last year, finally. I was going to say, has he won a game week one yet? Because he, he lost to Green Bay his first two years as head coach. <laughs> Finally beat the Lions last year, and we shouldn't have, to be honest with you. But, okay, so we're 0-1. We come home for Cincinnati. I'll take a win over the Bengals. Then we go at Cleveland. The Browns are tough, but they are still the Browns. Can we beat them? Yes. Will they? I'm going to go with no. So 1-2. and two. Then we come home for Detroit. I'll take a win over Detroit. I'll always pick the Bears to beat the Lions. So 2-2. Two and two. Then we're at Las Vegas against the Raiders. I don't trust the Raiders. I'm taking three and two there. Home for Green Bay. This is where it gets tough because there's that one big what if. Is the, you know, is it going to be Rodgers? Or are we going to be playing the Blake Bortles slash Jordan Love led Packers? I mean, that's going to be a huge factor and who I'm picking to win this football game. So if it's Rodgers, much as I hate to do it, we take the L here, I think. If it's not, then, yeah, I believe we kick the living piss out of Green Bay. So let's go with what Green Bay is saying right now. They're saying Rodgers isn't going anywhere. We're not trading him. We're not doing anything. He's going to play for us in 2021. So that gives us... Three and three. So we were three and two going into that game. We're three and three at Tampa Bay. Going to take the loss against Tampa Bay. So three and four. Home for the 49ers. Oof, that's tough. So because if we lose here, we're three and five. 
And this is where the Justin Fields conversation probably begins, it's especially if we lose this game. If we lose to San Francisco, we're three and five at essentially the halfway mark of the season. We're going on the road to Pittsburgh to potentially go into the bye week at three and six. So, yeah, if, if, you, if you look at who's got the better roster, who has the better team, I would argue it's the 49ers. So we're three and five, then we're at Pittsburgh. And I'm just going to flip the script here. Uh, as much as I think the Steelers probably have a better team, then us, like I mentioned a little while ago, we just have Pittsburgh's number. You know, we just, we beat the Steelers. So uh, even though we'll probably end up losing the game because I'm being such a smug bastard about it, uh, but I'm taking the win. So we are, after nine weeks, four and five going into the bye week. So, you know, Depending on how the offense is playing, depending on how the uh, team is, we could probably listen to a lot of Justin Fields talk at that point in the season if we already haven't seen him a few times. Because I wonder if the Bears are going to do that. Are they going to let him have a series here and there? It's like I know we're not in college uh, or anything, but with um, with what we expect from Fields and and – uh, just the anticipation alone, maybe wanting to get him some real live reps uh, and things like that. Could the Bears throw him in there for a drive or two? Maybe have a package for Justin Fields. Maybe he's our short yardage guy because of the RPO and his running ability and things like that. Who knows? We, we, we've seen stranger things uh, in the NFL. It's like We know he can throw the football from one end of the stadium to the other that he's crazy accurate with his throws and whatnot. But this is kid also runs a four, four. And I know we don't want our quarterback taking the hits in the NFL. Cause that's a, a great way to shorten his career, but we got to take advantage of his running while we can. So, you know, would the bears do something like that? Would they give him like the red zone package, you know, and, and, and have his possibility of, of, you know, tucking the ball in and running, and everything to to open things up for the offense because the defense is going to have to respect the way this kid runs the ball and how fast he is and how fast he can make something happen. They're not just going to be able to drop back and dare him to throw the ball because they're leaving themselves open for him to run. And this is something the defense is going to have to acknowledge. You don't want to dare someone as athletically gifted as Fields to use his athleticism against you. So that's a very intriguing option. Would the Bears, would we see Justin Fields before this point in the season? If not, if they're sticking to their guns and giving Andy Dalton, if he's healthy at this point and still playing, um, four and five going in and you got two weeks to get ready for the Ravens, it's an interesting option. If not, if, I mean, if it doesn't happen against Baltimore, I don't think it's going to happen because well, not, we're not I don't, I'm, let me say it's not going to happen the following week because it's that quick Thursday Thanksgiving turnaround. We play the Ravens on the 21st and then four days later we're playing on Thanksgiving against the Lions. So if he doesn't play against Baltimore, I don't see him playing against Detroit four days later. But we have a 10 day break between Thanksgiving and another home game 
against the Cardinals, I think that's your breaking point right there. Because say we lose to Baltimore, now we're four and six. On the road at Detroit, I'm still taking the Bears over the Lions. So five and six, we're staring down the barrel. You know, maybe we're still, you know, on the playoff fringe. You know, when they throw those graphics up on the TV, maybe we're still in the hunt uh, at that point. But, uh, yeah, five and six, the season's still kind of hanging in the balance. The offense needs a spark. Throw the rookie out there, see what happens. So I think that home game against Arizona would be a good spot. I think the best spot possibly. You know, the Bears need a spark. We're, 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 you know, we've got some, we don't have some, we don't have the roughest games in the world, but uh, it's not the easiest road. There's a lot of, there's some division games in there and whatnot, national TV games. I mean, I think the NFL would love that if, if Fields was our quarterback at that point. But home for Arizona, I think, is the, like the, the best potential spot of a midseason change, barring an injury for Justin Fields to, take over the offense because then we're at green bay on sunday night football home for minnesota on monday night after that at seattle so you know again there's that question where we beat detroit we're five and six we're home for arizona i'll take a win over arizona so we're at 500 we go on the road at green bay again it's going to boil down to who the quarterback is for the packers because they lose a lot without him. I don't care if how good Jordan Love is, he's not Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, let's say the spark of Justin Fields, the absence of Aaron Rodgers, whatever it is, let's say the Bears win. So we're 7 and 6 now. Home for Minnesota. Monday night football. Let's see if history can kick back in this year cuz that 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 matchup between the Bears and the Vikings has always been the home team wins. Now we we uh, we flipped it last year. The road team won both games last year. Uh, Minnesota beat us in Chicago. We beat Minnesota in Minnesota last year. That amazing game that David Montgomery had uh, against them when he was going he was going carry for carry um, with Dalvin Cook. It was awesome to watch. But um, you know that was a fun game to watch. But uh, the road teams won last year. Let's say we flip it again. The Bears win against Minnesota. So now we're 8-6, and six and we got three games left. We're at Seattle. That's a loss, so we're 8-7. and seven. Home against the Giants, 9-7. and seven. At Minnesota, I'm going to go with history on that one. 9-8. and eight. It's kind of what I'm looking at right now. So that's before final tweaks. That's just looking at it on its face. And like I said, that's also looking through things through the lens of 2020. So, you know, with the way that our team was, you know, we were inconsistent. The defense fell off towards the end of the year uh, last year, whether it be to just being worn out and playing too much because our offense couldn't stay on the field or whatever the situation was. Pagano not using the personnel uh, correctly and 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 all the rest of it. Looking at through that through that lens, it's very difficult, I think, to predict the way an NFL season goes, because I think that you know there's always the turnover 
of playoff teams. There's always five or six new playoff teams every single year, which means five or six playoff teams from the year before can't create the magic of the previous season. So it happens all the time. Hell, the Bears could fall victim to that. So, I mean, with this schedule, like I said, the NFC West, the AFC North, a couple of years ago, that would have been a schedule that we would have died for. We would have been thrilled to have those two divisions on our schedule at the same time. This year, not so much. Because the NFC West is probably the best division in football, and the AFC North isn't far behind. They're not. So it's uh, it's uh, a luck of the draw kind of thing. But at the same time, that's on paper based on 2020. Things change a lot from one year uh, to the next. So the fact that the NFC West uh, had the potential to be the best division of football again this year and the AFC North is looking to repeat sending at least three teams to the playoffs again, you know, they might be lucky to send one, the AFC West, and one, maybe two teams and things like that. Who knows? Who knows? Anything is possible. That's why I love football. You know, I mean, you can have a year like 2018 where we're thinking like, yeah, the Bears may be maybe eight and eight, maybe nine and seven. They go 12 and four. They're one of the hot teams going into the playoffs before <sighs> Cody Parkey and the goddamn double doink. But, um, you know, that's why I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to the season. Now that we know what the season looks like, uh, and like I said earlier, I think everyone's excited about Saturday, August 14th, that preseason opener, especially, especially if things are open at that point. If there are no restrictions on attendance for sporting events in Chicago, I know that we're kind of slowly working on that in the city. I think Wrigley Field, Comiskey Park, or whatever they're calling it these days. I don't care. I'm not a goddamn White Sox fan. Um, the Blackhawks, well, I think the Blackhawks are done. But the Bulls, I think they're like 20-25% is what Mayor Lightfoot is allowing these days. So hopefully, as more of the country gets vaccinated and Cases go down, maybe we're completely open by August. I mean, three months from now, almost to the day, actually. So we'll see. We'll see. But I can guarantee this. If the Bears are allowed to have a full house at Soldier Field, it will be packed on August 14th to see Justin Fields. It absolutely will be. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to this team. You know, if we can, if we can, if he can tease us the way that Mitch did back in 2017, you guys remember that when, when Mitch comes out in that first preseason game after Mike Glennon thoroughly embarrassed himself (laughs) in the first couple of quarters, Mitch comes in at the end of the second half, runs the two minute drill and leads us to a touchdown drive. And we're like, okay, we might have something with this kid. (laughs) We certainly have more with him than we have with, uh, with Mike Glennon. That's for sure. You know, the guy's first throw as quarterback of the Chicago Bears is a pick six against the Broncos. I'll never forget that. I was like, oh, boy. And here I was, not so much a Mike Glennon fan, but the biggest Mike Glennon advocate because I desperately wanted to protect Mitch Trubisky. I did not want to see Mitch Trubisky play in 2017. I stood by it then. I stand by it now. We did not have a good football team surrounding him. We'd have been putting too much on him, and it could have ruined him. 
Thankfully, it didn't. It didn't. But the potential and how you've seen that happen so many times in the league over the years, Mitch being the starting quarterback of that team scared me to death. It just, I just did not want to see it happen. And Mike Glennon, out of the gate, a pick six. Mike Glennon, out of the gate, like on the next drive, is throwing balls in the dirt like he's some shitty relief pitcher. It was awful. It was awful. And the rest of the preseason was like that. And every time Mitch comes in, like I remember he started that game against Tennessee, the quote-unquote dress rehearsal game. Throws a 50-yard touchdown pass to Tanner Gentry. Threads the needle, puts it right where only he could have put it and where only Tanner Gentry could have caught it. And we're sitting there like, oh, man, this kid's going to start right away, isn't he? Because Glennon is just absolute trash. And John Fox put him out there four games later. Uh, Mitch is starting week five on Monday Night Football against the against the uh, Vikings. The rest is history. The rest is history. Mike Glennon got paid $16 million to be a backup quarterback in 2017. That was a horrible situation. So, anyway, bottom line, guys, if things go well, if things go according to plan the way the Bears would like them to go, Andy Dalton will be our starting quarterback for all of, if not most, of 2021. And we'll be grooming and teaching and uh, growing Justin Fields to be ready to take over as the man in 2022. That is best case scenario. I know Bear fans don't want to hear that. We all want to, hell, I want to see him play right away. But as far as being practical, as far as like what's best for him, the Mahomes model fits for me because here's a guy that had a, you know, had a hand in the Mahomes model that, uh, you know, Andy Dalton is a lot better than he's getting credit for because of, I mean, Andy Dalton, I think, is more of a victim of the fact that he's not Deshaun Watson. He's not Russell Wilson. He's not Derek Carr. All of these names the Bears were rumored to be connected with before we, quote unquote, settled for him. So he's a far cry from the guys that we wanted. So nobody's excited about having him. I don't blame them, to be honest. But like I said, Andy Dalton is better than a lot of people are giving him credit for. He's been in this league for many years. He played decently for Dallas last year in relief of uh, Dak Prescott uh, and everything. And I think with the team that we have, good things can happen. We've got a tough schedule. But we'll see how it all unfolds. So anyway, guys, that's going to do it for me. I appreciate everybody for hanging out. And, um, you know, going to be posting this show um, tomorrow morning, actually, to, uh, to release this as my schedule release show. Uh, thank Ashton for hanging out. Thank everybody else for uh, listening. And uh, we'll be back next Wednesday on Club 34-7. And... Uh, we have to figure out what we're going to talk about next week, but uh, you know we, we we don't have the uh, the ready-made content of the NFL schedule being released literally the second the show starts. Even though you know you could have found the schedule in a million different places throughout the day, it really is the worst kept secret in the world on schedule release day. But um, you know we'll be back next Wednesday, and until then, my name is Larry D. We'll see you all next time.